Oh man, here we go back with another one. Yes, sir and ma'am, we are back. And we're back with a special guest. And as we always say, Mm -hmm. he's the most recent, so so he's he's the the most most special. special. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a professor. We've got an, an entrepreneur. And he's here to talk all about entrepreneurship, finances. Some of you guys are trying to get your businesses up. He's going to help y'all with that. We got Senor Aram Chavez. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Man, I, I got to have you intro me for everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> How do I hire you guys to come just follow me? You know? uh, yeah, man. That's no great. Yeah, every time you walk into the classroom, we that's got, right. got Dre over there just, right. just do the intro. We got a little there. beat that we can do. There next. you go. Yeah, I like for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, let's, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming, man. Thanks for coming. Um, let's, let's, let's just dive right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of give us a... You know, let us know what you do. What is it? What, yeah. You know, what me, you're into. I'll give you some background. So I'm born and raised here, first off. Okay. And um, and how I got into this, into this gig of, of finance, entrepreneurship, innovation, investing, was uh, was I was tired of eating beans and tortillas, and gotcha. and uh, and I remember at about 11 or 12 years old, my mom said, "We'll do something about it." And so I did everything that everybody else does. You know, mowing lawns, washing cars, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, um, and by the time I was, uh, about 18, I was, I was reading the wall street journal pretty much every day. Okay. And I didn't know what the hell it was, you know, Mm -hmm. what I was reading really, but Mm -hmm. I was, I was trying to read it and absorb it. That's what I saw on TV at the time growing up was wealthy people reading the wall street journal. Right. Now there's a lot of different things you can read, but, um, especially online, but, but, uh, I really started to to, uh, to to question, you know, how people make real wealth, real money, right. and and so I grew up, you know, my, my mom would say, you know, Mijo, if you can't if you can't uh, afford to pay cash for it, then don't buy it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's the whole. If you remember, you know, back in the day, the Benjamin Franklin, a penny saved is a penny earned, right? right. You know, yep. thematically that. And I and I thought, well, you know, we're well, we don't have any money. Um, and my mom was a teacher, and she just, she raised myself and my sister. And and I thought, well, we don't really have a lot. And I like that, but but there's got to be another side to the coin. Right. And so, reading and just trying to absorb as much as I could, um, I found out that the other side of the coin, which we've all heard, is is uh, it takes money. To, to make, make money, money right, course, right. And, and so that's the debt side right that my mom was you know so afraid, afraid of. of yeah right, mm-hmm. right don't touch anything that that that's that's going to put you in any kind of any type of harm yeah yeah and so so i thought well there's got to be a balance between the two because i was starting to learn that that you know a penny saved is a penny earned is is good but it's not going to get you to where you really want to be right and then and then if you if you start using debt you can start getting into trouble. Right. And so I thought, well, what's that balance? Cause I didn't understand money cause I never really had it. Right. right. And so, and then, you know, also, you know, the old school way, like you said, the old school way of thinking, right. Was save, save, yeah, save, save, it. save, you know, so, right. I mean, it, there was money everywhere. There's money in the mattress. There's right. money in the closet. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Very I, true. I, I had, uh, just to tell you, I had so little money. I mean, I was putting, 
uh, quarters in the in the in the gas station, you know, thing, you know, like, hey, mm -hmm. I need forty eight cents, whatever I got in the truck, you right. know, and that was that was what I needed to get to, you know, from A to B for that day, right. and um, but yeah, so so when I when I started thinking about okay, it takes money to make money and a penny saved and a penny, what's that balance? And what I discovered was that when when you when you're borrowing money and and we don't look at a credit card as borrowing money, but right. but we are. It mm -hmm. is right. You know, we're right. Is. we're borrowing money, somebody's money, and they're fronting it to us, right? That's right. that's the that's what they're doing, and and they want you to 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 take all of it. That's see, that's the problem, mm -hmm. right? And so what I what I started thinking about was, well, okay, what's what's the problem here with with this debt side that my mom's so afraid of and that and that we just went over and so I thought well the solution is just to not not take on any debt if it's not going to make you money right so you know the 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 most as we say in the in the academic world the most efficient use of capital right okay the reality of it is the best use of capital best use of the money is to really invest it in things that are going to 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 make you money, right? Mm -hmm. Not not those, you know, not the newest, uh, you know, shoes or the car or whatever. Um, that stuff makes you look good on the outside, mm -hmm. but you're you're cash poor on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't, uh, and I and I was always always cash poor, so I <laughs> right. so so I didn't want to I didn't want to be in that cycle, right? I didn't want to be in that cycle, so so. I, I applied for a job as a clerk at an investment banking firm in 1992, 93. Okay. And, and they didn't hire me. Okay. Uh, but I showed up on Monday anyways. And mm -hmm. um, they were like, I think we're going to have to call security. And I said, no, no. I, I, I've been reading about investment banking. I didn't really even know what it is. And we'll talk a little bit about it. But I, I've been reading about this for five or six years. Mm -hmm. And... And I'm willing to clerk for you. I'll do it for free. And that's, wow. that's what I told them. As I said, I do it for free. And so they stuck me with the lawyers because I knew they knew that nobody could hang out with the lawyers for very long. Right. right. I mean, it's, you know, reading those documents. <laughs> right. You know, you either fall asleep or you want to kill yourself. Right. One of the two, right. You know? right. And, um, and so after a couple of weeks, they said, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to pay you. Um, if you're gonna stay, so 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 they stuck you with the lawyers, and you fought it out. Yeah, and they were like, "Man, he's still here." Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess we gotta we get him something, <laughs> right? Like, or else, or else it's like you know indentured servitude, right? You know, right, right. You can't, you can't have, you can't not pay. or some labor law, right? Right, you right, know? right. So so um, so they stuck me with the lawyers in an investment banking firm. An investment bank firm, what they do is they they go out and they find startups, they find okay. entrepreneurial type businesses, and then they fund them, and they just start they start giving them giving them money, and then they do, uh, and then they take that money. The entrepreneurs take that money and they grow the business, and then six months later they give them more money, and they keep monitoring and ma and and make maximizing their their. Uh, their growth, if you will, right? Okay. And then yeah. they take them public. And that's the end game is to take a company public, get them out there so that they're um, so that they're running out of there on their own. And that's the exit strategy also, 
right? So when they're funding them when they're private, mm -hmm. the only way they get their money out is if they're public and then they can sell the stock to them to the open market. Okay, okay. Right. So it, it sounds complicated and it's not really that complicated. But but uh, but after about a year, year and a half of me wanting to every day quit, every single day. Right. I wanted, and it wasn't just once a day. Mm -hmm. It was before I was driving to work. It was getting up in the morning. It mm -hmm. was, it was all day. I wanted to quit. And why um, did you want to quit, though? What's that? Why did you want to? Because quit? it was terrible. So, I mean, you're reading, and I'm, I'm, you know, you're changing the word, uh, and to the or you know, I mean, oh, just really mm -hmm. tedious. Here, here to, for, therefore, shall gotcha. we not? I mean. All this legal jumbo yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. was just, it was just, it was insane. Right. Just reading that every day. And, um, but what I, I didn't realize is that I was reading about the, you know, the dotting the I's and totting, uh, the, the uh, dotting of the, the I's and crossing the T's type language of structure. Right. And, and so after a year, year and a half of this, I didn't realize how much I actually learned. Right. And so if you remember, you oh, you guys don't remember, you're not old enough. What am I talking about here? So, but in 92, <laughs> 92, 93, we, uh, the US economy started to explode. Mm -hmm. And and um, this investment banking firm that I was with was looking for more talent. And they were like, well, who knows structure? And they're like, hey, don't we have some guy like in the basement you know Chavez down there that that knows structure. Bring him up here and see if he's still. You know, is he still here? Right. And, right. Right. <laughs> right. Can we put an APB out on this yeah, guy? Where's right. he at? That's right. So so they they called me up and I thought they were going to try to fire me again. At which point I was going to say you win. Mm. Um, but they said, look, we want to bring you into the investment side. We you know structure, and we need more deals, and that's so we want to bring you into the investment side. And so one of the first investments that, that we did, that I did together, and I was, a, I was junior muscle at the time, was a company called um, Wholesome and Hearty Foods, and they made the Garden Burger. Okay. So okay. the Garden Burger was my first deal out there, out, out of the gates. And then, uh, and then my second deal was more of a syndicated deal. It was another firm that was underwriting a company called Mobile Mini. Okay. And you see their containers all around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And so my career just continued in that vein, and by the end of it, I had underwritten and been funding and financing, you know, dozens of companies. Okay. Um, one of them was, uh, and this is the one where I was more of the senior muscle, and and one that I'm really proud of, which was Zycam. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Zycam. It's a nasal cold spray you can buy it in any. Yeah. Oh uh -huh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. In the country, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and, and I funded that on Seventh Street in Watson. That's a thirty thousand square foot empty warehouse, and uh, and there was a, a crazy and brilliant scientist that um, that invented that, and mm. I I was his it. name Emmett Brown. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. But I uh, just went there. <laughs> but um, but just uh, and so so then in nineteen ninety nine, you know, I I, um, I decided that the well the markets took a dive. And I decided, you know what, right. it's time for me to, to take my take my money off the table and and do something else. And and um, and I tried. I tried to do some other things. I thought about real estate. I thought about uh, you know. I mean, we're a big real estate town here. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, that's almost like the number one go to is like yeah. everybody that wants right. to kind of get their money up, getting up going. 
they go to real, real estate, estate, you know, right. and then they bring their friends and now everybody's in <laughs> yeah, real estate, yeah. right? And, and I just didn't, um, it wasn't for me. I was used to, I was used to the hair running on fire entrepreneur mm-hmm. mentality. And I loved that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that. Okay. And so I started funding and financing with my own capital. And then the next thing you know, I'm pulling some of my investors that I had, you know, back in the day. And we started funding and financing more, more companies again. And, but this time, instead of taking them public, the exit strategy was to just harvest that, those dividends, harvest mm. that cash flow. Right. And so, so the idea was, if you can imagine, um, say, 10 companies, and they're all at different stages, and you own a minority piece. So you're not the king, you're the mm. king maker. Gotcha. And that's what I was. And that's what I still am today. I'm really more of the kingmaker. I have a couple of my own businesses, but um, but I own a piece of, let's say, all these 10. And some of them are throwing off a lot of cash. Some of them aren't throwing off any cash. And they're just growing. They're trying to get to that mm-hmm. point. And so that way you've got several sources of income coming in at the same time. Right. And, and I guess the analogy of that would be houses, right? So people yeah. buy try to buy 10 houses. Right, and then they get the rent, and they, mm-hmm. you know, the rent's a little different in all of them, mm-hmm. and that's it. So it's the same thing except for with companies. Okay, and it's in it, but but I think it's a hell of a lot more exciting. So what, so when you got out and then you decided, look, real estate's not working. I got to get back into this thing. I got to get back into investing. And you said you brought you know some old buddies there, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you guys were doing this like independently. Yes, you guys were just. It wasn't a company that you had. It was like. Let's get together and let's all try to find something we could all invest into. Exactly. That's that's exactly. dope. Yeah. And and it was that's dope. And, and and there's so many startups in Arizona, in Phoenix and in the Phoenix area. There's so many entrepreneurs and, and a lot of them just don't know the next step. And so so then in two thousand and by two thousand eight, I had eleven or twelve interests in, in different companies of all different sizes. And then what happens in 2008? Boom. The whole market, the hammer Boom. comes down. Yeah. Right. Everything. So, so, um, yeah. so this time I'm, I'm married and, um, and I'm seeing my investments, uh, just like people are seeing their real estate, yeah. just, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so there are 11 companies and I'm thinking, okay, uh, I can't save them all. Right. But I got to save some of them. Right, mm-hmm. and so I went to every single one of my investors. We had, some of them, you know, ridiculous net worth. Some of them just, you know, I mean, the amount of money they have was ridiculous. And I'd made good money for them in in the '90s, and they had been partnering with me in the 2000s, and so I'd built my reputation, and right. and we'd done well. And um, but it, it 2008. The black swan, we call it a black swan, landed on our economy, mm-hmm. and um, and it wasn't going to get off, and people didn't know when. And I, so I went back to all my investors and I said, "Look, there's eight of them, eight of these companies that we got to keep alive." Right. The there's these three. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to, but I, you know, I just don't have enough food on the table. Right. Right. And right. and uh, and these ones, they're going to starve, but they're going to they're going to live. We're going to survive. Okay. Every single one of them. 
no, Chavez, we can't. We don't know. We don't know how long. When when is this going to end? Right. And they would ask me, when's it going to end? I I have no idea, man. I, I mean, right. I can't predict the future. Right. right. But I can tell you what we need to do, or we lose our capital. And um and so they all backed out on me, every wow. one of them. Wow. And so, I decided those eight were going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to feed mm-hmm. those those companies. And and so I did. So for for a few years, I was just feeding them. And my philosophy, my theory was, if I can keep them alive, by the time the market comes back, and I didn't know if that was 10 years, I didn't know if that was two years. Right. If I can keep them alive, then by the time the market comes back, they'll be in a position, they'll 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 pop up right. again. Right. And and everybody was so afraid of, of doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory, it's a sidebar here, but... I, that's when all the zombie movies started coming out. Mm-hmm. Every nobody wanted to move, you know. Every, right. And and so and, and and so everybody wanted just to watch zombie movies, and that's kind of the way the markets work. <laughs> and and uh, and so I kept these companies alive. And my wife's like, "Are you serious? Wait a minute, you know." And right. And uh, and so 2010, 2011, things start, you know, breaking out. You know, in terms of the economy starting to break out again a little bit. 2012, 2013, things start moving. And that's really what allowed me, by 2011, I was able to exit a couple of these. On a few of the others, the cash flow was coming in a lot stronger because they did survive and they were, they, were, they were now pushing. And there weren't a lot of companies trying to get into the space because everyone was still kind of sitting on their hands. Right. But everyone was trying to get out. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, nobody really wanted to, to be the, the first mover. Right. You right, know, right, right. everybody got burned, you know, yeah. and so, so from 2008 to 2011, man, my life was, it was a, it was every week was payroll because some of these companies, the payroll, you know, it's every two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. But some of them were this week, the next one was that week. So every week it was trying to keep these companies alive. So when you're going through this process, right? And I actually have two questions for you. Um, first is. Well, we'll get back to that. Just right now, when you're going through that process and, you know, you, you went to your fellow investors and everybody's freaking out. Everybody's yeah. saying, I don't want any parts of it. You dug in and said, this is what I'm going to do. This is my game plan. Was there any moment between 2008 and 2011 where you're like, you know what? I made the wrong decision. Maybe I need to get out while I'm a little bit ahead. Every day, okay. Every day, I was questioning myself, and that, and I think if you don't question yourself, I think you're a little too, you, you're you're going to get burned by something else. So right. even if you survive that, mm-hmm. right. something else is going to get you because you gotta you gotta question it. What was, what what made you keep going? It's always, and this is the difference between I think real estate and and investing into companies. It's always the people. Gotcha. And so gotcha. I've invested into some wicked technologies and lost my ass. Mm. And I've invested into some really plain Jane, you know, not sexy stuff at all and have hit a home run okay. or right. a grand slam. And and it's because of the people. Mm. So, so and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm qualified to, to even be here today. And I thank you guys for inviting me again. But, you know, I've cried in my pillow, you right. know, and that's part of the gig. If you're, if you're going to get into entrepreneurship or investing 
you know, you're going to, you're going to cry in your pillow and you're going to get some scar tissue. Right. And that's, that's really it. And, um, and so by 2010, 11, I started to get a couple of exits, 2012, actually 2011, I thought I'm in a position now where I need to start thinking about um, transferring what I know to the next generation. Mm. So I started teaching at Chandler Gilbert Community College. Okay. And I wanted to teach them, hey, look, we're just coming out of this, this terrible crisis. Um, the last crisis of this magnitude was 1929. Mm-hmm. You're young, and I'm going to teach you how to roll. Right. And and uh, and so I did that for about a year, and then ASU came and they asked me to teach full time, full time faculty, and I was like, ah, you know, I mean, it 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 maybe be too much time. I don't know if I have the time. I like, I can't, I don't know. I'm teaching one or two classes at the community college. Right. I, I like that. Kind of works my schedule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and so, you know, they, we, we came up with an agreement and the agreement was that I was going to teach in the engineering school, not in the business school. Mm. And so they were like, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, entrepreneurship is, really taught in the, in the business, business school, in every school in the world. And I said, well, I think everybody's got it wrong because you want to teach the people who make shit how to become entrepreneurs. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's re- a fact. That is fast. That's really good, and, man. I like that. And so, that they, is... so they let me. <laughs> we, they, need a, we need a DJ bomb. For <laughs> that's, that that's a great point. Go ahead. Yeah. So they let me go into the Fulton Schools of Engineering and and help build a, a program that was already started. It was an entrepreneurship program, and we started to to, to I started to figure out well, what what is it that you guys are, are doing. And I'm really excited to be here. And I was telling them, and so the first question I had was, okay, what are you teaching? And they they you know they like everyone they well we're, we you know we teach how to pitch, we teach uh, the business model canvas, we teach the lean launch. I mean all the things that you can just source out there online. Mm. And I said, okay, okay, well that's cool. Um, but okay, what order? In what order? And they said, well, what do you mean what order? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? What do I mean in what order? I mean, there's every discipline in every in school, whether it's whether you're in the third grade learning math, right? The teachers have a process. Have a there's process, an order, right? And so I said, well, uh, you know, there there's got to be a startup map, an entrepreneurship map, mm-hmm. right? I've been doing this for a while. I know that I follow a map, my point of compass in, in every every company I invest into, I set them straight. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're gonna this is this is the direction you're gonna head into. This is your, your exit, but to get there, this is the direction we're going. Right, right. And so they said, Well, there's no such thing, Chavez, as a map, as a startup map. There's no such thing as a step by step process for <laughs> innovators to become entrepreneurs. And I was like, yes, there is. And so I contacted Harvard, Stanford, UCLA. I contacted all the universities out there and I said, hey, can can you guys have a startup map and can I borrow it? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll license it at ASU, we'll do whatever. Or, you know, do you have anything? What can I, what can I take? And everyone said, there's no map. There's no map. Why, why do you think that is? Because academics 
aren't used to crying in their pill. None of them have none of them have uh, deployed their own capital. None gotcha. of them have their own business. Right. So they're regurgitating shit from somebody else. Right. Right. And yep. and if you've got a PhD in entrepreneurship, then you haven't been doing entrepreneurship. Right. Right. So if you if you actually went to school, yeah, you, you, you know, yeah, so, you've been spending way too much time at school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, and and uh, and so so oh, I I was like I was appalled first number Man, one. That is kind of just like wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense at all. And so I thought, well, and then the VCs, venture capitalists, and angel investors, there's not enough money in academics for them to go into academics right so so i was lucky in that i wanted to transfer what i was learning to the next generation or what i had learned and and all of my scars and um and so i literally sat down one day it took me about half an hour and i created the world's first startup map called aha to exit Mm -hmm. and we use it at asu and what people want is they want answers doesn't matter what your product or services, they want to know what the next step, what am I doing next? And what right, am I doing next? Right. And they want to see if, if you can give them a whole map. But what we teach, this is in any, whether it be at a community college, a major university, or or just the the you know the, the city that you live in that, that they're giving you material, or sh- you're watching Shark Tank, mm, right. right? Is they say, Here's all this stuff, mm-hmm. and and throw it against the wall and hope that hope that it works out for you. That's how entrepreneurship is. That's how small businesses work today, and and um, and that's just not good. That was never good enough for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So the Aha to Exit map is a step by step map. It's ten steps, and and it and it it's real easy. I mean, there's nothing crazy about it. I'm one of those guys that if it's if it gets complicated, I, I back out. I'm out. Yeah. If I if I don't understand it, I got a simple mind. If I don't understand it, you could have the gr- you could have the greatest you know invention in the world, but if I don't understand it, I yeah, got back. Too hard to use, right? So, so your map that you have is it accessible to everybody? Yes, yeah. So anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. Can you plug that real quick? Since yeah, since yeah, ahadexit.com, ahadexit.com. Okay. So that way people can look at it. That's and, it. And, and at least see and read for themselves. Yes. What the strategy yes. that you have. And and laid so out. not only is it good for, you know, we'll call them innovators, the idea people, the people that you know, we always driving thinking about why don't why don't they do this why don't why don't they come up why don't they invent that well the map will take you to that next step mm-hmm. so you're like oh okay well they is me right so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this next and this next and this next and then you can actually execute to it that's dope but what's really i what i really uh i didn't find this out i didn't intend it to be this way what it what really surprised me was i would get small businesses that would call me and say, "Hey, um, I'm I'm having some trouble. We're you know we're 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 making a lot of money, but we're not keeping any money, and and I'm burning too much money. We're losing money, and right. and so um, so I, I had this one restaurant call me, the Mexican restaurant in Mesa, and the guy told me that he makes a lot of money." every week but by the end of every month he doesn't have anything to show for it and um and so we we i i and i'm usually pretty quick to figure out what what's going on 
and um, we looked at the map and he is the one who he made me look really great he goes oh I'm here I'm on step five and I go oh yeah 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 you're on step five <laughs> yeah. and, he, and, he, and, and, and he goes oh my gosh all the things that I skipped oh wow on four on three and two and I go exactly exactly mm, and so I got a dope. good I got a great free meal out of it but um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but that's so for small businesses that are having trouble oh, trying funny. to get to that next level that next level that next step you if, if you haven't done the basics some of the basic blocking and tackling then it's hard to get to that next step right right uh, I want to talk about the map but real quick I want to uh, just ask you do you find uh, like because you see a lot of students that come through obviously that come maybe fresh out of high school or even a couple years later or whatever that we as a country are not teaching finances really well to kids yeah yeah and that and and that's the whole money thing that we talked about at the beginning mm -hmm. people and i didn't and i i didn't grow up with money so i didn't understand money right you know i thought money was something that you hit under your pillow right or right. you put in your sock in and your shoe box yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and and um and and to me money was what you had in your wallet Right. If you didn't have anything in your wallet, that you didn't have any money, and mm -hmm. that was kind of in a, you know in its simplicity, in its some you know its own simple my own simple mind at that point, that's that's what it was. And so, um, so again, a penny saved. Let's simplify money for everyone out there. Mm -hmm. It's a penny saved, is a penny earned, and it's also leverage. So if you imagine debt, and and debt is what makes the world go round. It's not the stock market. Although that's what I'm investing into in terms of companies and I want them to go public, debt is what makes the world go around. Think, right. think of interest rates. Yeah. You know, I mean, interest rates are what we pay. That's the cost of money. It's the cost of capital. And when the market goes crazy, it's because interest rates are doing We're something. Mm. Yeah. So there, it's reactive, right? So right. the stock market's reactive to the debt market. But, but it, let's look at it like this. Let's say hypothetically somebody had uh, they wanted to buy a car and they had 10 grand mm -hmm. and the car was 10 grand um, you know you don't want to you know you don't want to spend all of your money Burn on that all your 10 right because right. then, then you got now all you your nothing. money tied up in that car right right so and it's a depreciating asset right 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 but it's okay to put a couple grand down mm -hmm. And then have a payment, and then the, the eight that you've got, you can invest it or you can work with it in some right, other way. Right. Um, and that's where debt is, because you need the car to get to work. Right. Right. So is that an investment in a way? It, it depreciates, but yes, because it's getting you A to B. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so we're we're not teaching the basics of yes. you know of but 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 what's crazy is all these credit card companies want everyone who doesn't know the basics. To have a credit card. To have a credit card. And, right. and a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and we'll, we'll, uh, give you, we'll give you a couple thousand out yeah, the gate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And, you and don't then, have no credit. Here you go. And then you never get out from underneath that rock. Right, yeah. right. You never get out from underneath that rock. So the simple, the simple philosophy is, you know, use debt only when you're going to expect a return. Okay. Mm. That's it. Use debt when you're expecting a return. Now, 
you know, I'm, I'm now at a different point in my life than I was when I was younger. So I use a credit card for lunch and I use it for shopping mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, and I use it for luxury things, right? Right. But, but I have that cash right. behind me to, to, to buy and pay yeah. it off every month. Gotcha. It's, it's when you can't pay it off every month. You know, those credit card rates are 25, 28, oh, yeah. 32% mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and, and you're paying that every month. Oh, yeah. It's on top of whatever keep, your minimum keep, payment is. Yeah, yeah, they keep adding it. So if you can't pay, and this is the other part of that, if you can't pay that credit card off every month, then you know you shouldn't be buying you're whatever right. it is. Right. right. You know, mm -hmm. and so so my mom, you know, the mijo, hey, don't, you know, don't pay for it unless you can pay cash. That works, but to a point. Right. Mm -hmm. You got it. You've got to leverage some credit card debt if you're if you can make if you can make money on it. Right. Right. You know. I got a, I got a question going back to investments, and this I was going to ask you earlier. You know, how do you find the companies? How do you search for the companies? Right, because you're looking for these companies, but where do you find them? How do you find yeah. them? How do you make the decision? You know, I'm going to go with. Maybe you have two companies that are similar. How I'm going to go with this one over this one, right? Like, yeah. You know, how, do, how do you do that? What's the process? So, so let's back into that. Um, that's a great question. Um, first off, I just want to say that Arizona uh, is is wedged between two incredible, incredible economies. Mm -hmm. We have California, mm -hmm. which regardless of what people say it's oh you know it's this and that and there's a lot of negative stuff flowing mm -hmm. around around california they're still the fourth largest economy in the world right if they were their own country it's the fourth largest economy in the, in the world right and then you have mexico and what does mexico have mexico has low cost labor and they have a lot of resources they have a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff and so small businesses in arizona are not only having to serve our local uh, ecosystem mm -hmm. with whatever they make but they're also having to serve California we're the only place probably geographically in the world that I think is I, I, I can't imagine like if I if I lived on the moon mm -hmm. and I'm doing my research I would come straight to Phoenix really oh yeah because these small businesses are making money on the local side mm -hmm. and they're making money exporting to California. And I say exporting, but it's just a few hours right. away. Right, right, right. But now imagine you're in Omaha. Mm -hmm. You're just serving Omaha. Right. right. You know, you're right. not serving there's no there's no, you know, even though Texas might I mean, Texas has pockets, you know, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. It's not the whole state. I mean, California, it's almost the whole state. You're right. right. Yeah. They, they're killing it. At right? least, and at least a large part of the southern part and then now obviously the northern the part, part of California mm -hmm. is yeah through the roof right? right exactly and so so number one knowing the ecosystem and that it's 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 ripe with dozens and dozens and it, it dozens of really uh great small businesses right, mm -hmm. right and again they have two revenue streams not just one so 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 that's the first thing okay the second is i really like low tech um, because in Arizona, we don't have a lot of high tech. 
and you have to be somewhat the, the word that we'll use is agnostic you can't you, you can't be picky you, if you lived in in silicon valley you could be all tech all day right and not not and you could even narrow it within tech this to uh you know to some kind of other tech right, right. you know ai or whatever so many options yeah you can you can narrow and narrow and you know and you could say i'm not touching anything else right in arizona there's so many different types of small businesses you can't say i'm only going this way you've got to keep your eyes open for anything and so right. so then i i really just look for companies that that are servicing both arizona and california okay and um and i've i've been known and this is the this is the this is the key here. How many of you have been driving around and you see maybe a murdered out Escalade and on the back of it the license plate it starts the CF or a CH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's uh-huh. a commercial vehicle. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So some business owner has decided that their commercial vehicle is going to be a murdered out Escalade mm-hmm. so right. they could drive that every day. Right. And that's the business that I want to buy because they even though they are inefficient, they're making money despite themselves. So, so what they've done is they have they have taken the corporate money and they decided to live a lifestyle. And so, when we come in and we want to buy a piece or buy the whole thing, we take that company and we get rid of all that fat. We don't. We're not. Gotcha. We're not buying that. You know that right. that RV in the that's that's parked out there, or the murdered out Escalade, and and those are the companies, the inefficiencies, despite themselves, are making money. Mm-hmm. And so, so I've been known gotcha. to follow these these cars or Mercedes or something. And I'm like, that's a corporate vehicle. I don't think so. I'm following this cat. And and in Arizona, what's what's also interesting is that when it comes to lower tech. Um, the 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 their kids the owners of the they don't want to go into mom and dad's shop or or garage floor right you know they don't want to touch that they're too good for that right you know they lived a, a privileged life mm-hmm. but mom and dad are making good money and they have, so these parents they have no succession plan right so you come in and they've been doing this for 20 years and there's nobody else out there really wanting to buy them and they need they want to get out of it they're tired of working 78 hours a week right 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 i mean there's there's a lot of these companies that are that are willing to sell and really all you need is the last two or three years of tax returns um if they'll open up the kimono to you and give you those finances and you take them to the bank you can you can acquire that company and okay. you don't need to acquire it with all cat your cash mm. so it's it's arizona is such an exciting place people have no idea i think everybody thinks we're just a real estate town this you it, know, seems sure. like, it seems like it right now especially yeah but I, go ahead go ahead i i do want to ask you why do you think um as far as small businesses go and, and this has really bothered me because I'm from California. So in California, you see small businesses everywhere. Right. Everywhere. It doesn't matter where you are, what city you're in, suburbs. It doesn't matter. There's small businesses everywhere. Why aren't we seeing more small businesses integrated within these newer communities, i.e. where where I'm at now, Chandler, Gilbert. Gilbert you don't right. see a lot of like, you just see the same old 
Yep. Black and white commercials. You were going to put a Jack in a box and a McDonald's and a Starbucks and a blah, 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 all on the same corner. Or they're just building tons of houses Mm -hmm. like Gilbert. Right. You know, Gilbert, Gilbert's a bedroom community, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they don't have the, the big businesses or the small businesses to account. That's why Gilbert's taxes. And I used to live in Gilbert, which is why I know I moved out of Gilbert because of the taxes okay because they tax the homeowner because they don't have the just to your point they don't have the small business tax revenue coming in got you chandler's the other side of that though so chandler has a ton of businesses and the taxes are lower and because they're getting tax revenue from all these businesses small and and big um i i think it's because we're so focused on real estate uh, it kills me that that that's what we live and die by here. Got you. And we just need to lease the space. Yes. Yeah. We just and, and we need to we need to get the municipalities to start um, teaching step by step entrepreneurship because the days of of going to work and you know working at say uh, an Intel for thirty years and getting a gold watch on your retirement those are long long gone, gone. Mm-hmm. long yep. gone yep. and and uh and so we need in my opinion i think every individual needs three or four different sources of income i agree not just one you need three or four sources of income I agree. and that's entrepreneurship i i have another business uh i have i have two businesses that i run one is a digital marketing company and and we have 10 full-time employees it took us you know, five years to become an overnight success, but it, it finally happened. Right. Um, right, right. And, and that's a pretty, overnight. I love that. it's a pretty serious business. You know I mean? We got a lot of customers and, but then I have something and, and I want to make sure that, that the listeners understand you don't have to make money with really serious shit. Right. You know, like you don't have to have the internet of things and some artificial intelligence or machine learning. Mm. that's going to change the world. <laughs> right. Right. The other business that I have that I love, is um is i make gnomes in culture i know it sounds crazy but but here's what it is my wife's family is really into gnomes they're 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 german okay and they always freak me out being a mexican guy you know i was like what is right right and that's a troll what yeah, is, what, yeah. What is that? And, and i and i remember uh, going to her house one time when, when we first met and they had a a, a gnome door next to the door and i was like Dee, what is going on here these people are crazy you know and they had gnomes everywhere and and i was always just looking around like you know i wonder if they come alive at night you know? right and so anyways i i may or may not have had too much to drink one night but we were at a mexican restaurant in chandler called el socolo and it's a good really good mexican restaurant okay in the back is a uh, is a green patio and I told my wife, I said, you know what they should have out here? They should have gnomes. And she said, uh, okay, well, you know, whatever. And I said, no, wait, we're at a Mexican restaurant. And I'm of Mexican descent. They should have Mexican gnomes. And she said, there's no such thing. And I, and I was naturally, I was, I was offended. And I'm right. like, how can there be no such thing as a Mexican gnome? Right, right, right. So, um, so I said, there's going to be a Mexican gnome now. I'm going to invent the first Mexican gnome. And she said, well, what are you going to call it? And I said, I don't know. And and she said, well, why don't you call it a gnombre? And gnome and ombre together. 
in in our so oh my god let's so do it that's so, so, so genius so i i I, I, I had somebody illustrate it with me put a big sombrero mariachi pants that is so fun and uh and then i launched it on kickstarter that is so dope and then the next one was a shalom gnome our jewish gnome mm-hmm. we've got a gnome heart which is our our garden warrior Okay. We've got a ninja gnome or Japanese gnome. We're coming up. We've got it. We're, our next one is an ohm gnome. That's going to be released pretty soon. But that <laughs> I, I went to a trade show one time, a tool trade show in Vegas, mm-hmm. and a guy came up to me, and he said, well, "What does it do?" And I said, "Well, uh, well, nothing." And he's looking at it, and he got a big smile, and he said, "I'll take one." And I said, "That's what it does. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it gives you a smile." That's it. That's what so, it does. so, yeah. so for your listeners, it doesn't have to be anything serious. If it's just a gap, you know, just look for gaps in the marketplace. Look mm-hmm. for little gaps. And so, what I had found out later was, over two hundred years that gnomes had been made, they're always, you know, with red pointy hats and they're white guys. There was never any gnomes in of different color, of different mm-hmm. culture, different yeah. cultures. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a it's a hokey little business, but it it's a business, right? And and we sell pallets of these gnomes every month. That is crazy. That's that awesome. is so fire. That is, that is fire. It's, it's crazy. So <laughs> and you listeners story. can check them out on nomigos.com. Nice. Nomigos.com. Nice. So I think a, I might be checking that. out. It's a fun. <laughs> I'll bring you guys one. I should have uh, brought one today. Yeah, man, that's dope. Uh, I wanted to kind of go back. You said about. Um, five years overnight success yes right I love that. um do you find that people don't give enough time to uh idea a business you know uh like because a lot of people especially this day and age mm-hmm. want something immediate overnight yeah. which could happen possibly and we always talk about you gotta let it marinate you yeah gotta let it marinate Go ahead. You know, um, do you find a lot of people give up like just after like a year or something like that? And they just don't give it enough yeah. time to and, grow. And, and the breathe. thing about it is my job, and this is part of the all hot eggs at Matt, but my job is to get you out of the startup as quickly as possible. Because a startup is not a business. Mm-hmm. A startup is looking for a scalable and a repeatable model. Right. That's what you're looking for. And so my job is to get you out of that as quickly as possible. So that means that you got to start generating revenue as quickly as possible. But you might not be making any money in terms of you may be underwater. You know, your revenue might be here and your your expenses are here. Mm. And you do, like you said, Dre, you got to let it marinate. And at some point, you're going to start seeing this. And then boom, right here. You got break even, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna, and then, and then, it might take it a while, but then you'll start seeing this, and now your profits. Now you got profits. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a little bit of time, but you've got to start. And this is what I tell everyone: not to sound greedy or anything, but you got to start generating revenue as quickly as possible. Right. And 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 then once you start gen- generating revenue, then you can let it marinate, and you'll get better and better at it. And, right. and, uh, and I tell all my, it doesn't matter what startup it is. Oh, you're an engineer. You're in sales now. Oh no. I don't know. No. Yeah. You're in sales. Right. Everyone's in sales. Now. Right. 
and and then uh, and then I have some students that that say, oh, I, I you know, I, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be the the CEO of whatever. Oh, great. So you're going to be in sales. Well, no, no. I said, what do you think a CEO does? All the, the CEO is the best salesman, right? Of the of the company, <laughs> He's the king salesman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, you know, job. he or she is going to be the king say, or queen right. of the sales, mm-hmm. and and that's where um, I think people people I think they don't want to sell because they think of maybe car salesman or something. And I'm like, right. Hey, look, if you're going to have two or three side hustles. Mm-hmm. You're gonna to have to sell. Yeah, and it doesn't. And it doesn't mean be cheesy. Right. It means be authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. It mean doesn't mean lie. It means tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, tell people that you're a startup and that you're just trying to, you know, but you've got a great product or a great service and you're just right. trying to, right. to to get this off the ground. And you know, people will say, you know what? Okay, we'll we'll test you out. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And that and that's how, you know. So, but everybody. Has got to be in sales. I, I can't tell you how many engineers. Oh, well, I'm not in sales. I don't want to do sales. Well, then guess what? And you're not going to be in business, right? So, so you got to you do you have to let it marinate, but you got to start getting into the the sales first. And don't worry about the the everybody wants to be efficient, right? And and I tell them, look that that's that's great when you're when you're making good money. But when you don't have a lot of revenue, you don't have a lot of sales coming in, you've got to work on more sales because anything other than that is taking away from sales. Right. So so don't worry about being inefficient. Mm-hmm. Worry about getting this to break even. Right. And and one more thing that I wanna I just wanna say here on that topic is, you know, in, in academics. We, we, we talk about, um, you know, economics and supply and demand, right? And that, that economics, everybody knows, so it's all about supply and demand. Right. And, and you know, I always, I'd always think, well, these economists that are predicting the future and they have all these models, why aren't they billionaires? You know, I mean, there's not any, I don't know any economist that's wealthy even. Right. You know, right, and, right, right. and, and so... And so their whole model of equilibrium, you know, where supply and demand, and the, and, and and I remember in in going to community college. Uh, I went to MCC, okay, uh, Mesa Community College back in the day. Um, in my first year, I remember them giving us the ice cream example. Okay, so in June, if you if, if you you make uh, ten ice cream cones at this price. Then you know you'll you'll be close to equilibrium, but if you make uh, nine, then you can charge more, and bam, you'll have the exact amount of ice cream that you're not going to waste any ice cream, you're not going to have any left over, and you're perfect equilibrium, and that's where they want us to be in business. Okay, they want the exact amount of customers, kind of that that, and and you fulfill the exact amount of demand. That way, you're not spending any more money and. But that's right. it's all that's all bullshit. What mm. we want, and what I tell my students, is we want disequilibrium, not equilibrium. We want more demand than there is supply. Think of Ferrari. Everyone wants a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. You have to be on a list to get a brand new Ferrari. Mm-hmm. 
and you had better own have owned a Ferrari before to get on that list. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take you six months to a year to get a new Ferrari if you want to be on. The, and so Ferrari, Ferrari makes eight thousand cars a year, and they do eight billion in revenue a year. They figured out supply and demand in the real world, which is disequilibrium. We want more demand, and so because there's more demand than there is supply, what happens to the price? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. a, a brand new Ferrari is going to be three fifty plus. Right. And 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 they're not worried about, um, you know, mass marketing these these no. cars, right? No, no. And and so that's what I want all the listeners to understand is that if when you start a business, if you're not charging a premium, you're going to go out of business. So how many Ferraris do you have right now? No, no. <laughs> it's just too, that is too inefficient. It's too inefficient. It's too. But I, I didn't. I didn't bring the Porsche. But I, I, I am a Porsche guy. Nice. And, uh, nice. Um, I brought my truck today, though. Nice. But, but I will tell you that um, premium pricing right. is what every entrepreneur, every startup, that's where they need to be focused, because when they go down in price. And it, this is what everybody wants to do. They think, so yeah, it's great, great. Point I've got a have. better widget, I got a better service, I got a better product than the brand name, and the brand names out there. And if I just come under, I'm going to undercut them, and people are going to take my product over theirs, and I'm going to take market share, and and that that doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work is because nobody's ever heard of your brand. You know, when you go to a grocery store. And you see something that's less expensive than the brand name, you think cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It could be a better product, but they're not branding it properly. And and so if you go high, then people might say, Well, why is this product or service more expensive than the brand name? And and maybe I maybe I'll try it out. Right. And so right. and and so that way you're 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 building a premium reputation, a premium brand. Makes a lot of sense. And you're not competing with the brands out there. Mm -hmm. Or you're not competing with the low cost, um, you know, we call them fast moving consumer goods, the FMCGs. You're not competing with the, you know, the, the Chinese goods that are just, you know, they're to, right. you know, they're gonna break in two weeks kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Right. Um, so you gotta go premium. You got to be Ferrari. That's what you got to do. You got to be Ferrari, and and do they make a great car? Mm, it's debatable, right? <laughs> but do they sell the hell out of their yeah, cars? Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Do yeah, for sure. So, uh, one uh, quick question: Do where do people get stuck the most in? That map? Okay. Because I want to touch on that. Yeah, map let's get back real to the quick. map. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, so I feel like a. You know, because everybody has the aha moment, I feel like. Everybody has some I, kind of idea. I do want to jump in. I love yeah. that because uh, we, yeah. we actually, I've asked people. <laughs> on this show. Not, you know, separate from business, like, what's what was your aha moment? What was your mm -hmm. yeah. the thing that you was like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm at. So I do. I just want to say I love that. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, we got to have one. Yeah, no, and, and so it's a great question. And, and they all, this is what happens. People go up, their aha moment. They, they come up with it, mm -hmm. and then they go straight to the prototype. Mm -hmm. They go straight to trying to build it, the service, whether that be the app 
or whatever. They go mm -hmm. straight to that. They haven't, and I, this sounds a little academic, but it's not. They haven't created a vision statement, not a mission statement, a vision statement. So let me tell you, um, Nike. When Nike was way back in the day, before Phil Knight, right. and the guy who actually invented it, I forgot his name, but um, they, you know, he tried to sell his his shoes to Reebok and Adidas, mm -hmm. and and basically That's what true. he did is he put he put rubber in a waffle machine, and then melted the the rubber and then cut it out, and then tried to tried to sell it to Nike and and Reebok and and whoever else was out there, and you know what they told him they said wait a minute, humans have been around for thousands of years. We've never needed traction before. Why would we need anything with traction That's now? So, funny. so it pissed him off enough, and he didn't have nobody. Nobody believed in his company. Right. That he had to form Nike and create Nike on his own. And and his vision statement was six words, and it's not elegant and it's not eloquent, but it is internally. It is this is what it is today. We will put Adidas out of business. To put Adidas out of business. That's it. Seven words, maybe. And mm -hmm. and that's the vision. That's the war. That's where Nike, and that's why Nike is what Nike is today. Mm -hmm. Not because they wanted to, you know, change the world and mm -hmm. you know have. And right. If you look at their vision statement and their mission statement today online, it says fluffy stuff like that. Right. 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 But internally. I'm going to tell you, it's a eat what we kill right, kind of right, mentality. Right. And, and so all of the, the so that's, that's the first step after your aha moment. Mm -hmm. Before you even get to your prototype, what is, where's the point of compass? Where right. am I going? What, and, it, and, it, and so everyone that has a small business or a startup should come up with a less than 10 word vision statement. And I'm going to tell you, less than 10 words, and that's everyone's homework assignment, by the way. You too. Also. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Um, is It's harder to do that than it is to write a paragraph. Oh, geez. We can come up with a paragraph, but 10 words or for less? For sure. You know, it's hard and because it's got to be actionable. Well, you remember when Twitter was like 15 words and people were like... <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, okay, we'll give you 40. Like, right. you should be good with 40. Like, you know, right. it's, it's yeah. tough. That's a tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah. so that's exactly right. So 10 words or less, that's your, that's the point that you're marching towards. Okay. And, then, and then you can start bringing on partners because then they'll know, hey, you know, a gnome in culture, what, what are, where are you guys going? Well, we're going to animation. You know, we're going to, you know, and that's, mm. and that's where we're going with, with – um, you know, gnomes and culture and animation, and that's that's my vision statement. That's dope. And um, and so with that business, but everyone needs to have a vision statement. So they they immediately go right off the tracks because they they're thinking I've got to build my app out, and or I've got to build my prototype, mm -hmm. my minimum viable product, or I've got and, and so they go right to step four. Right. The next step is. You really just need to do some research. Okay. You got to you got to do some research. You've got to you've got to find out. And by research, I mean I mean GTS. 
Google that shit. Okay, there you yeah. go. Google that shit, right? The GTS it. Right? Yeah, that's what I tell my Love students. It, yeah. GTS it. Well, I, I, I at school I, I have I just say GTS. Right. They get it, right? Right. But right. But, but right. here I can I can be a little more free. But yeah. GTS it, and all I want you to do here is find a gap or a pain in the marketplace. A gap. Now, see with the gnomes, there's no. There's no pain. It's not like people were dying for right. know, a gnome with a sombrero, right? Right, right. right. But there's a gap, gap. right? Yeah. Now with a digital marketing company, or let's say let's take Footprint. You know, right. Footprint is uh, the, you know the Footprint Center is named after Footprint now. Footprintus.com. They make products that are replacing plastic. Okay. Plastic is a real pain, right, in the marketplace. It's yeah. polluting everything. They'll be more efficient or more plastic in the ocean than than fish by 2030 or something uh-huh. that's a real pain right right and and so look for a pain or a gap and then once you if, if you have and here's the thing if you haven't found anybody in your space then run because if nobody's done it then there's no money in it right mm. so don't worry about oh somebody's doing this already I mean, imagine a podcast like this. What, right. what are you going to say? Oh, somebody's already right, done it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, if, if no one's done it, then think of something else. Really? Be- because you're not going to be most likely, um, you know, Gutenberg inventing the printing press kind of a thing. It's just, it's it, those are revolutionary products. Right. The internet, um, you know, cell phones, those are revolutionary right. things. right. And those marinated for a while, for sure. You know, in the military before they actually came into the public mm-hmm. domain. Yeah. But, but I hear this a lot. Oh well, there's already four or five companies like identically in, in, to mine in this space. Oh, I'm like, thank God. Oh, good. You right. got then you've got something to work with. Right. They're making money, and and people think, oh, there's somebody in the space. I can't do it. No, that means that there's money there. Right. Yeah. Go run right. fast, right. you know, and yeah. be somebody, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, um, so, so that research part, and then the third step is really just about the biggest risk that I have had either building companies or investing into them mm-hmm. is um, is people, right? So, so at the end of the day. It's always going to be about people. And so that third step is trying to build your team. Stack, I call it just, you know, stack the team. Mm -hmm. Who's behind you? Mm -hmm. Who's next to you? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have people around you and you don't have any money. So, and that's the premise that I want to go off is that, is that startups don't have any money. Right. And even if you did, even if you were born on third base, You've got to build your company as if you had no money. Right. Those sacrifices, that crying in your pillow, mm-hmm. is what's going to get you to that next level. If you just keep throwing money at it, you'll never know how to solve it. Right. And when and when those people that you're paying the hired guns, when they leave, they leave their their solutions. Right. So you've got to you've got to figure it out. So the way that the way that I talk about stacking a team. Is you gotta you've got to give up some equity. Okay. You gotta give some shares away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the way you do it so that if somebody dips out on you at three or four or six months, 
is you vest it. It's called vesting. So they might have 10% of the company, mm-hmm. but if they're not there for a year all or a year and a half, all that equity comes back. Gotcha. So, so that way it protects you as the entrepreneur and it makes sure that they're doing their work for the next yeah, vest, 10, 12, vested interest, right? 18 months. Right. Yeah, vested yeah. interest. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then everybody is on an equal playing field there, right? Right. Okay, so I'm willing to make this sacrifice, but I'm going to own 10% of something that could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the sacrifice. And that's how you pay people when you can't pay them. Pay them. Right. right. And, and that's the smart way to do it. If you look at, if you look at uh, Apple, mm-hmm. I mean... Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, look for a front wheel, look for a back wheel, right? And if you're in and, and, and that's that's a great way to to partner. Also, if right. you have two back wheels, well who's going to do most of the selling, right? Mm. You almost have to have you know, everybody should be selling. But but if you have two front wheels, well who's paying the bills? Right. Right. You right, know? right, right. right. Yeah. Um and and so there there's these are just nuggets that are are um, part of the process of offering right. exit, right? right. And, th- and that's how simple it is. You know, if you if you can find a if you're a back wheel and you find a front wheel, that's great. But don't try to match what you're doing, like oh I'm doing all the work, you know. Or if you're the front wheel, I'm doing all the sales. What are you doing? Mm. It all works itself out. In right. The Everybody's got their parts. Right? Everyone's yep. got their parts. Yep, for sure. Let it marinate. And the next thing you know, the back wheel will end up doing eight times more and, and complain about the front wheel. Uh-huh. You know, all they do is go and have lunch with people. Right. But it should be fun. And that's why yeah. the map is there is because small businesses and startups don't fail because they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. It's not because, and this is what they tell us. And there, and there are statistics out there. They say, uh, startups fail because lack of timing, lack of money, lack of product fit. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. You're asking the wrong question. The question is, why is it that nobody has come up with a map so that people can, step by step find their compass go right at it mm-hmm. and not have to worry about all these other things right. that in and, and and the reason why small businesses and startups fail is because there's no direction no direction, mm-hmm. no direction. i mean imagine imagine yeah. trying to get to a place you've never been before and you don't have a map well yeah i mean and, and right. how simple that is that with with everything else in life right like if you're a manager, if you're a supervisor, your parents, right? Like you, there has to be some direction in everything that you go yes. through. Why is it not with the one thing that probably needs it the most is when it comes to any type of business, right? It's it. Entrepreneurship needs. How simple that is. That's so, that's, that's, and, that's incredible. And so I'm, I'm lucky that I, there are hundreds of, or if not thousands of students that are implementing and using the map. That's so cool. Yeah. And, um, and it's uh, it's just simple and it's free, right? You yeah. Know? Um, it's it's a you know I want, you know again being from Arizona, I want um, Arizona to to thrive and grow, mm-hmm. and I want more startups like you were saying. In California, they're everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and there's funding in California too. Right. 
Arizona, not so. The funding goes to real estate. Right. And so it were a real desert when it comes to investors like myself wanting to put money into into startups. startups. And so, and and so, and and here's the other thing: I don't like, I don't like uh, how some municipalities, uh, say the city of Phoenix or any city, they put on these contests, and then they pick winners and losers. Mm. And and that's. It, what about this company that's still marinating? Mm-hmm. Right? And yet you've not chosen them to to get funding. So they're a loser. Right. And then they decide they're gonna quit because they didn't win. Right. 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 Yeah. And and it's like, no, 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 no. You give everyone the same tools. Give them the map. Right. Give everyone the same tools. And then you'll see, see all boats rise. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And then you'll see that this company, just because they got funded, doesn't mean that they're going to be successful. Exactly. You they they don't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I don't like the winners and losers thing. I like hey, here's the tools, here's the map. You run, run as fast as you can, and and then. You know, contact me in a couple of months. Let's see where you're at. Right. And it also helps to defend your valuation because when you're raising money as a startup, you know, it's, well, what's it worth? It's Shark Tank, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Shark Tank's a lot of great entertainment. It's that's not really how it's done in, in the real world, but but they always are negotiating a percentage, a percentage for a dollar, for, right, right? Right. And that's real. The give to get. Now, it's not as harsh as, as what you see on, right, right. on Shark Tank, but it is certainly the reality of it. So so if you can show, and this is part of the map, if you can show where you've been, where you're at, and where you're going, that makes my job as an investor a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. So much easier. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and you, you can say, out of it. I'm on step five in between six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I look, and let's say I've never even seen the map. And I'm an investor, and and I'm like, oh, wow! They've gotten their infrastructure taken care of. They've mm-hmm. done a prototype. Mm-hmm. Their vision, I love it. They're, you know, they've they've got uh, they've got all sorts of stuff that they've checked off, and that reduces my risk as an investor, and it also helps the startup raise money, right? You know, and right, right. and your first round of money is going to be with what we call the three Fs. Friends, family, and fools. Right, right, right. right you know, right, and right. and uh, you know your Tia Hilda or something. You know, your <laughs> gonna, you know, because she loves you, kind of a thing. Uh-huh. But when it starts getting to more serious money, you need that map to be able to say, "Hey, I was I was here, but, and I'm still crying in my pillow, but not as much." Right, mm-hmm. right. So cool. So let's talk about some of the things that you got going on. Um, you know. We were kind of talking before we started recording. Let's get into all that. You, talk, you kind of mentioned Footprint. You kind of mentioned some cool things that you want to do with uh, some some hip-hop. Let's, get, oh, in, let's get into all that. Yeah, yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. Now, now we're now, – uh, where's the beer? Uh, right, right. Now here, can we block that out for a second? Um, no, so, okay. So, so I've been really, really fortunate to help a company and – Maybe this company will probably end up putting Arizona on the map. Arizona doesn't have a lot of big headquartered companies here. Right. You know, you've got um, 
night transportation, big O tire, uh-huh. Avnet, mm-hmm. and a couple others. But they're not head. I mean, they're headquartered here, but the big companies like Intel, um, you know, microchip. I mean, microchip might be headquartered here. I don't know, but there just aren't a lot of big companies headquartered right. here. And Footprint, they uh, they found a real pain in the marketplace and they were able to solve for that and that is replacing plastic that touches food and they have unbelievable science behind them and they've got uh they're headquartered in in the east valley they're headquartered actually in gilbert okay um and they uh they they are they have over 500 million in contracted revenue they'll do about 50 million this year they just got the naming rights for the Phoenix Suns right, Center, right. the Footprint Center now. And next year, when people go to a Suns or a Mercury basketball game or an event, mm-hmm. it'll be in a compostable or biodegradable cup. Nice. And people think that, that paper cups you can recycle. There's a plastic liner in every single paper cup. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Every single paper every cup. Every single one. So I've been, I've been really fortunate to work with Footprint the CEO and the co-founders, Troy Swope and Yoke Chung, um, I think they're they're doing Arizona right. Nice. And uh, there's already over 400 employees over there, I think. Nice. And they've got almost 3,000, uh, you know, nationwide and or or North America, and and um, and they're expanding into Europe. Nice. It's it's a cool it's a cool company. That's very cool. Um, but. But I was thinking on my own personal, you know, because I, I, yeah. I come up with crazy ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's a lot of financial terms out there, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and I've been writing some lyrics. Um, and I want somebody that knows how to rap. I grew up with rap. I grew up with uh, Run DMC. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, the old that was school. My, yeah, old school. And, and, uh, and so, and I still, I still listen to them. I, and my wife's like, how many times can you hear that? I'm like, that's my generation. Right, you know? right. So, it's my jam. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. So, but I want, I I want somebody to, to rap my lyrics of finance and okay. startup life. Really, it's about startup and entrepreneurship life. Okay. You know, like, and everybody knows, everyone's been, if you, you know, if you, you got your own gig, you know, your mom or your sister's telling you, um, you know, get a real job, mm-hmm. right? For sure. And and you so you, everyone feels that pain, mm-hmm. and and you're like, no, I, I want to keep going this direction, right? And then, you know, you run out of money, mm-hmm. and so then you do get a job, mm-hmm. but it's temporary to fund your you know dream, and and that life is, I, I now I'm lucky that I lived that life, mm-hmm. but most of the people in my generation. In the 40s and 50s, um, they went to go work for a big company, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. No side gig, and they hate their life, they hate their world, right. in terms of work, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new generation, the younger generation, and you guys, you guys have seen and felt the pain, and have gone through the gig of, of entrepreneurship, and and have had friends and family say. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why? For sure. You know, and 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 question you and doubt you and 
and maybe even make fun of you, you know? And, yeah. and that's, um, and that's what I want the startup life. That's what I want the raps to be about okay. is, is using terms, you know, like the margin that we have in, in the margins that you have in, in, uh, in finance, you know, also are the margins that make or break us in real life. Right. You know, right. And, and cash flow and there's so many um so that's what I want. That's what okay. I want. I want I want I want people to rap about. We have to make some phone calls. Yeah, we'll make some phone calls. We got calls. a couple <laughs> friends, you know. I think we'll we make got that a, happen. I think we got a couple friends out there. I'm yeah. pretty mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. sure we sure. can make that happen. Yep. Well senior Chavez, thank you for coming by. I think you're almost at the record. I'm looking at the time right now. It's, <laughs> it's right there, right? It's right around hey, the record. I can't see it up until I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm happy. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have gotten to know you guys. Yeah, and, same here. And I hope we we able to do it again sometime. For sure. Oh, for no, sure. Th- th- thank you for the stories. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. so many gems, so many gems. Um you guys make sure that you check this one out. Like and if it takes you a couple days, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't skip anything. Right. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. Because you're gonna miss something. Okay. <laughs> don't don't try to get to step five. Okay. You need to go through the steps. Get through the steps. By the way, real quick, uh, is there any like social media oh, yeah, uh, yeah, or yeah, any sure. outlet uh, that people can maybe reach out to you or see? You know, LinkedIn things? is probably the best for me. Okay. Aram Chavez. Okay. A R A M and then Chavez. Okay. And just link me in, DM me, and I'll get right back to you. Okay. Okay. And and I'm in the space. I'm in the entrepreneurship space, and and I love it. So I think I have the best job in the world. I get to listen to everyone's dreams. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how big or small they are. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing better than that. Listening to people's dreams yeah. every day. So yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. That's that's your only one. You got a few more. If you do, send them to us. Uh, yeah. We'll It'll drop, be, we'll drop them down there. there. We'll <laughs> drop them down there. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show, yes. man. We really do thank appreciate you guys. it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is The Gray Space. Peace. Peace.